Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is good to be back. I hope you all had a restful, productive week while I was away doing other stuff, but I am back in the saddle, ready to gear up for the 2022 season. And before I dive into it, let me give a shout out to our friends over at Ticket King. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992, people, 1992, and they're staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. You'll find a link to Ticket King in the description of this video, or you can utilize the Cheesehead TV app. Just go to the schedule portion of the app, and you'll find links to every single game individually there at Ticket King. Do it, people. Visit Ticket King. Support Ticket King. They've been there since 92, for goodness sakes. You know you want to do it. Hope you're all great. Let's dive into it. The 2022 positional previews begin now, starting with the quarterback position. And obviously, when you're talking Packers quarterbacks, there's only one place you can start, and that's with Mr. MVP himself, Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Coming off back-to-back MVPs and one of the most efficient two-year stretches the game has ever seen, passing for 8,414 yards, 85 touchdown passes, nine interceptions, and a 69.8% completion rate. Of course, the big question heading into the 2022 season is how the four-time MVP adapts to a remade wide receiving core without Devontae Adams. Rodgers has very few flaws in his game, especially when he's playing within the scheme. While he'll undoubtedly continue to have total freedom at the line of scrimmage, it will be interesting to see if he leans into the play calls a little bit more, especially early in the season as he gains a level of trust with his new wide receivers. One fun stat for you. Rodgers has a QB rating of 119.7 in the seven games he's played without Devontae Adams that were coached by Matt LaFleur. Next up, of course, is the backup to Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Jordan Love, entering season three in the NFL, afforded three chances to play last season once in garbage time in week one, His lone start in Kansas City and the second half of a meaningless Week 18 season finale in Detroit. It's fair to say Love was pretty pedestrian, if not downright underwhelming, particularly for a former first-round pick. With that said, there were certainly some green shoots during those three performances, most notably how Love played coming out of his own end zone on the road in Kansas City, a spot where even veteran quarterbacks can struggle. The Packers spent a lot of that game backed up, and Love never looked overwhelmed. Love absolutely needs to take advantage of his preseason playing time this year. Who knows what his future holds past this 2022 season, but it's safe to say a strong showing this summer can only help the young quarterback. And then finally, pulling up the rear, we got QB3. It's Danny Etling. A seventh-round pick of the Patriots in 2018, Etling is on his eighth NFL team. This is actually not his first stint with Green Bay. With Jordan Love on the reserve COVID list last December, Etling was brought in for depth on the practice squad when Kurt Benkert was made the backup, and then he was released once Love made his return. During his two years at LSU, Etling completed just under 60% of his pass attempts, where he averaged 8.5 yards per pass with 27 touchdown passes and only seven interceptions. 
All of that said, don't be surprised if the Packers add a fourth quarterback to the roster at some point between now and camp. Etling needs to have a monster summer for any hope of making the practice squad. There you go, folks. That's your quarterback preview. Let me know your thoughts, what you got on your mind, whether it's about QBs, the Packers in general, Star Wars, whatever. I'm here for you, people. We're already gear up. And uh, before I dive into the comments, one announcement here, a little programming note. Live Packers trivia will return to the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel on Wednesday afternoon. That's Wednesday after Packers Daily. So be ready. Make sure you hit subscribe on this channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you won't miss it. When we go live, you'll always be aware. Please, please, please do me a monster favor. Just hit subscribe. Good to see everybody in the comments. Hope you're all doing well. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Good to see you, dude. Hope you're doing well. Look at so many folks, so many friendly, familiar names. So good to see you all. I'm going to start. Trampus Sanders, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. I want a Chiefs and Packers Super Bowl this year. Go Pack Go. I am absolutely down with that. I love this idea. We came so close a few years ago, but hopefully this year it lives up to it. I'm all in. Joey the Jaguar is here. What's up, Joey? Hope you're doing well, man. Good to see you. Nathaniel, what's up? Uh-huh. Trivia, woohoo, you better believe it. <laughs> good afternoon from London. Dale, always good to see you checking in, even with the time shift here to my late afternoons. Must be your somewhat uh, evening hours there in London. Thanks for checking in, bud. Always good to see you live. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Ticket King been around for a little bit. Yes, Ticket King has been around for a little bit. Ticket King, 1992. You can drive right by it there on Oneida Street. It's pretty great. Check it out. Jacob, what's going on, man? Thank you for the super chat. Hey, Nags, it's been a week. Got a 34% raise, but I had to put my dog to sleep a couple hours ago. Thanks for the great content, and thanks for carrying the G. Much love. Jacob, that super chat was a true journey. Um, I'm very sorry to hear about your pup. I am very happy to hear about your raise. Thank you for the support, and thank you for the kind words. Really means a lot. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, Go Pack Go from Kearney, Missouri. What's up, Jeff? Go Pack Go from New York City. I hope you're doing well, man. What is the horoscope for Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, Steve, that's good. Is that, uh, is that supposed to be read on his arm via his new tattoo? All this stuff happens while I'm away. No, I'm kidding. I should have done a, a extra cheese for Rodgers' tattoo. I apologize. I'm slipping. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I was dog search 2022. Guys, got to tell you, dog search 2022 is turning into something else. Uh, it's a good time, but you it'll all be revealed before the season. Don't you worry. Here's some Packers trivia. Which team sucked in the past, still sucks, and will always suck? Too old for this. That is a tough one. I'm going to have to take some time to think it over. Oh, it's the Bears. There you go. 
well done. If B.J. Raji played quarterback, would he be in the Hall of Fame? Oh, we are in midseason form here, I see. Dan Leisher with the ever-famous thoughts. I have so many thoughts. So many thoughts, people. Can't wait for training camp to start. I leave on the 24th. Dan, if you got some time, buddy, you should make your way up to Green Bay. Come say hi. And also, I'll hopefully, hopefully going to make it down for a Brewers game at some point while I'm in town. So hopefully our paths will cross. Uh, what else we got here? Sign USFL GOAT Jamar Smith. I mean, you you got to think they'll have their eyes open. They had their eyes open on all those guys. Um, you know, a lot of those players, not speaking of Smith specifically, but a lot of the players in that league have had stints or have been on the radar of NFL teams for a long time. So just because you produce in the USFL doesn't mean suddenly things are going to open up for you in the NFL, but you never know. Maybe somebody gets a shot, a tryout basis, what have you, but I'd be surprised if that happened in Green Bay. <laughs> Buddha, you are uh, you are a uh, a light, a shining beacon for us there on on Twitch. Thanks for joining us on Twitch. Really appreciate it. We're, I mean, we're growing a little bit, a little bit by a little bit. I mean, it was dark last week, so obviously our numbers didn't go up, but you know, we're we're approaching a hundred. So bit by bit, hopefully by this time the season starts, we'll we'll be approaching approaching a thousand. I'll be doing live streams every day from camp, twice a day. Going to be a lot of fun. Brandon, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. What are the coaches doing at this point? Camp is likely planned, right? Making plans individually for players for the season, scouting rosters. Dude, Brandon, right now, coaches are on vacation. Um, I talked to a Packers coach last week who was down at uh, Lake Geneva. This is their one week, this is their one window during the year where it is go get away from football. Um, now there may be guys who are still in town, maybe going into the office, etc. But for the most part, now is the time that they get away. Now, guys will slowly filter back and start kind of revving up, getting ready for camp. But I don't think that mostly happens until the week prior. Um, But at this point, this is the one kind of point in the NFL schedule where coaches are told, get out, go. You have time for yourself, spend time with your family, you know, get away from it all. And, and I, I remember talking to Matt about this. I think it was on transplants. Um, and I talked to Gutekunst about it too years ago when he was on the pod. You know, that ability to kind of, you want to spend time, you want to spend time away, you know, you got to recharge, but it's really difficult to just shut your mind off. And you're always thinking like, if you're a GM about personnel, about improving the roster, what stones have you not on, unter- oh, you know, overturned. And if you're a coach constantly thinking matchups and, you know, scheme and, how you're going to utilize guys and things like that. And it's really difficult to shut it off. Even, you know, I was away for a week and I, I'm still obsessively, you know, reading about the Packers, learning about the Packers. I can't shut it off. So I can't imagine what it is, what it's like for them. Um, but yeah, though, like I said, those guys will hopefully start getting back into town in the next week or two. Oz Osborne, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for the super chat. Really appreciate it. Next, do you think the front office is building a dynamite defense to carry the team after 12 leaves and until Love is performing at a high level? That is an excellent question, Oz. I think it's a bit of both. I think there's the idea that, you know, they've been an offensive-led team slash quarterback-led team for such a long time, 30 years, you know, having exemplary quarterback play, which is obviously 
not something you can expect to continue forever, um, much less in even maybe possibly even to the next QB, whoever that might be. I I do think there is an element to Gutekunst that wants a tougher team, uh, whether that's on the defensive side of the ball or you've seen the emphasis he's placed on the offensive line, the last two drafts especially. Um, you know, the drafting of A.J. Dillon when he did. I just... I think he wants a little bit tougher, a little bit more physical teams, a team that, funnily enough, should be a little bit more geared towards playing in Wisconsin late in the year. Certainly didn't materialize during the playoff game last year, at least on the offensive side. But I do think that is part of the thinking. And now as far as, you know, is it designed for after 12 leaves until love is, you know, whatever he's might become, I'm not so sure that, you know, the thinking is, well, we're doing this for a transition for Jordan. I think it's a transition to whoever's next. That's why I said at the top here, I I think, you know, this is a huge summer for Jordan. And, you know, you look at Aaron and his contract and the idea that he has openly said, and Mark Murphy has openly said, it's a year-to-year proposition at this point. Aaron Rodgers could get to the end of the season and decide that's it. And I know I, I totally dig what Pete Doherty has written in regards to that's a lot of guaranteed cash to to walk away from. But we know if there's a guy who probably can do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what else does he have to prove at this point? Especially if they win a Super Bowl, then I think it's lights out. But, you know, there's a, you know, I'm not going to say large possibility, or even like it's a foregone conclusion or anything like that, that, you know, if Rodgers were to hang him up, they would automatically turn to Jordan Love. But one would presume, especially if he, balls out this summer that that would be the plan um because then they would put a fifth year option on and away they go but i think more of more so it's a reflection of gutekunst and how he wants his football team to be built more so than a reaction to just the aaron Rodgers situation um although obviously that plays into it you can't completely divorce yourself from it that's a great question Oz. thanks a lot buddy uh, what else we got here? We got Joe. What's going on, Joe? Thanks for the super chat. Breaking tackles on the offense and finishing tackles on the defense. Such an important part of the game. So how can they evaluate this when they don't tackle in practice? It's tough, Joe. It's real tough. That's why the preseason games are so important. Um, now, that said, you know, lots of frontline guys don't even play in the preseason. This day and age in the NFL, it's it's a lot of it is discoverability during that first week on the defensive side when it comes to, you know, the tackling aspect of it. And that's why I've said for the last five years, you've got to draft tacklers. Because when you get to the NFL, there's not time to teach it and there's not time to develop it. That has been completely phased out of the NFL part of practice and, you know, uh, training camps, what have you. Um, as far as evaluation, that there's not, you know, you can only get so far with even preseason reps to the point where they – Come into the league knowing, quote, how to play football, you better hope that it, they continue to develop and they, they refine their technique. They've got to lean into that technique. That is the one thing on both sides of the ball uh, regarding, you know, whatever you see in practice and trying to you know, bring it to the games, as coaches like to or put it on the grass, as coaches like to say, uh, you've got to be able to kind of lean into your coaching, lean into your technique. But that's obviously completely within the player's control. There's not a whole hell of a lot coaches can do at that point. Um, but in this day and age in the NFL, there's not much you can do. 
you were really hamstrung by the CBA. I mean, look at the, I turn around as if I've got it behind me, but look at the training camp schedule this year. What do they have? 12 public practices. And I know there's like one or two more that we're not privy to that media is not allowed in public's not allowed at, but for the most part, I mean, there used to be like 22, 24 practices. Now there are 12, you know, and with Lafleur, those are barely, you know, McCarthy days. We had what two, two and a half hours, sometimes even a three hour practice thrown in there. Now they're like, what, if it's 90 minutes, that's a long practice. You know, so it's a very different age. And that's why I continue to say you got to draft tacklers. You've got to draft guys who show that physicality on tape in college, who show a willingness to stick their face in there and get a guy down on the ground. There's just no time. There's no time to develop or teach it at the NFL level. I mean, you can stress technique and that's what they do, but that's all you can do. That's a good question, Joe. It's a really good question. TKM, good to see you at your post, buddy. Thanks for the super chat. If we lose again in the playoffs, is this Aaron Rodgers' last season, or do we have to suffer through another offseason with the will he, won't he slash puppy fund? Thank you, TKM. Um, I think we're due for the will he, won't he, regardless of what happens. If they win the Super Bowl, it'll be will he, won't he. If they lose in the playoffs, it'll be will he, won't he. If they don't make the playoffs, it'll be will he, won't he, with most people probably saying, okay, I think it's time. But, um, yeah, the will he, won't he is coming regardless of the outcome of the season. But if they lose in the playoffs, in your scenario here, yes, 100%, it will be will he, won't he. And you know, look, as Rob put it, uh, Domofsky put it on ESPN, uh, on, uh, was he on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, talking about you know the, possible, the possibility of Aaron Rodgers retiring. And it, who are we to say, like, you got to hurry up and make that decision? You know, the guy's 17 years in, it's a very personal thing that hopefully when he does make that decision, that is the decision. Unlike what we saw with Brady earlier this off season, you know, I have no problem. As long as he's not hamstringing the organization, which he didn't this year, he gave them, you know, he gave them the decision in plenty of time as far as like what they want to do with the draft and what they want to do constructing their roster. As long as he gives them the time they need to make the necessary moves personnel wise, I don't care how long it takes. Now, can it be a little bit annoying, overwhelming during this, you know, saturated age of social media and not even daily updates, but hourly updates? Yes, of course it can. I mean, for God's sakes, the news cycle a couple of days ago was about his fucking tattoo. You know, it's yeah, it's 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 a lot. But again, it's his decision. It's his career. And as long as he's not harming the organization, which he hasn't, I got no problem with it. 100%. Luke, what's up, buddy? Hope California's treating you well. Thanks for the super chat. Aaron, welcome back. Missed you last week. Can the season start already? Have a beer on me. Cheers. Luke, salut, brother. I'm right there for you. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Go Pack Go, buddy. Thank you so much. Matt says, this is the year, Nags. This is the year. Not so sure I agree with your police work there, Matt, but we'll see. Brandy, hello. How was my week off? My week off was great. I had a lot of fun. Kicked back, relaxed. Didn't worry about anything when it came to the Packers. Did a little reading. Hung out with my girlfriend. Had a good time. My girls and I went to see Elvis. Um, Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was relaxing. 
Um, what's the word on love behind closed doors? Is he progressing? Is this his make or break year? Oh, this is a make or break year. This is a big, this is a big moment for Jordan Love. There's zero doubt about that. As far as, you know, word behind closed doors or is he progressing or what have you, nothing's going on right now. Um, any work that he's done in the offseason is just in preparation for this training camp. And he will undoubtedly be getting a lot of reps. You'll certainly see a lot of him in the preseason. And that is where his moment is. Um, obviously, you don't want to see him at all during the season because that would mean something has happened to Aaron Rodgers. We don't want that. We definitely will be scrutinizing the hell out of him, as will the rest of the league during the preseason and, you know, by extension, training camp. The Packers are, you know, going to be, I'm not going to say in a bind, but they've got a big, big decision to make after this year when it comes to what Aaron Rodgers is going to decide to do, coupled with the fifth-year option that will be waiting for them for Jordan Love if they want to exercise that, which will, you know, if they exercise it, that's 20-plus million guaranteed that they have to throw down for a quarterback who might still never play in a Packers uniform if Aaron decides to stick around. So he has got to make at least a case for himself this summer. Um, and look, I, you guys know I am, I'm all in, man. I love this kid. I think I understand the frustrations with his play. I understand watching what he's done so far and being less than enthused. I understand the misgivings, but he is still incredibly young. He is still incredibly talented. And I keep saying it. And the younger set on Twitter doesn't seem to believe me because I guess they were kids when this was going on, but he's not dissimilar to what Aaron Rodgers showed his first two years in Green Bay. Now, Aaron absolutely snapped to it that third summer, and he talked about that. I asked him that question, was it last year in one of the availabilities, and he talked about how things really started to slow down for him that third summer, and that's certainly something we'll be looking for this year with Jordan, is just a little bit more kind of a steadier presence, an ability to understand what the defense is doing in a quicker, able to process it and get the ball out kind of way, in a way that has certainly been absent these first couple seasons. Now, the thing, the major difference that you would see with Aaron Rodgers his first couple years was the physical ability to get the ball out quickly. You know, Jordan still has a bit of a, I'm not going to say elongated, but a, definitely a longer release than Aaron Rodgers. Now, that said, you know, most quarterbacks do. But that is something that Jordan has been working on as far as his release. And I'm very anxious to see how it looks once they put the pads on and they start doing some lives, you know, close to live stuff in camp and especially during the preseason. Um, because that's, like I said, it's a big moment for him. Big, big summer. No doubt about it. Too old for this. What's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. The lack of recognition Gary is getting a, is about to fuel him in a breakout as far as media attention goes. And I can't wait. Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, I know the ESPN thing where, you know, he was, what, honorable mention or something or also getting votes. Wasn't even honorable mention. He was also getting votes as uh, one of the top edge rushers in the league. I I do and I don't understand it. I don't from the sense of, like, he has played so well. He played so well last year. But I do kind of get it because, you know, a lot of times those are popularity contests sometimes acts to grind kind of things, or we're going to pump up my guy or guys who I know are, you know, with a buddy of mine, who's an agent, etc. So that's why you can always take all of that stuff with a grain of salt. But I do think, you know, he does it another year because he's got one year now under his belt where clearly 
Z wasn't there last year, so he played a lot more than he probably would have. He's definitely put himself on the radar. I think if he has another strong campaign like he had in 2021, that will most certainly bring the media recognition. There's no doubt about it. And the recognition around the league. I mean, there are a lot of guys, and that's the other thing. I did want to kind of point this out. You know, Aaron Rodgers getting, it was number one in Fowler's ESPN ranking thing. And uh, this is after a couple of years where I think Patrick Mahomes was number one, et cetera. And that's all well and good. I get it. But it is funny when you look at the safeties ranking the other day and Adrian Amos is, I believe, a what, honorable mention along with Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde wasn't a top 10 safety in these rankings, whereas Jamal Adams was number 10. Both of those guys, both Amos and Hyde are better than Adams. But all of that said, you know, there's definitely an element to, okay, I'm going to talk about and or vote for the guys that are either in my building and I play twice a year in my division or guys I know about because I watch NFL football. I'm on, you know, I'm an NFL scout, coach, what have you, but I'm certainly not grinding the tape on all 32 safeties. You know, that's the thing that no one really talks about. Yes. Are there guys who grind the tape on every single player in the league? Yeah, no doubt about it. But once they're like head of pro personnel or general manager or what have you, they're not doing it the way they used to 10, 15 years ago when they started out, 20 years ago when they started out, you know, they're just, they're, they're in a different spot. So that's why you look at something like Jamal. Jamal Adams over Adrian Amos is, as I said on Twitter, it's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a travesty. It's a Travis sham mockery. It's ridiculousness is what it is. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day. So good to be back here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends, tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide i'll be back tomorrow and don't forget live packers trivia starting wednesday make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out thanks a lot everybody have a great night go pack go